Good morning. <clears throat> good morning. Good morning. It's Eshin Brenda Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And today <clears throat> we're going to start a, 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 a not a series, but a little bit different emphasis just for a little while. Um, focusing on Zen and your relationships. You know, I've often realize, and particularly in these days, we certainly realize how precious, how precious our relationships are, especially when we can't see each other, some of us for quite a long time, or when we're in the midst of some kind of polarity, this side, that side, fighting about all kinds of things, how precious, how sacred a relationship is. And not only that, really, really, really we sit and sit and practice or we pray. Whatever practice we do, when we get up from the cushion or when we leave the temple or the synagogue or wherever we are, the church, we, we step back into our life and into our relationships. And even on the cushion, we're in relationship with the universe. And even in, in a place of prayer or gathering, we're in relationships with one another. So whatever we have attained, so to speak, although I don't like to use that word, whoever we are, wherever we are, is expressed as we relate to one another and to ourselves, of course, as well, because we are as if another to ourselves. So... I really feel it would be lovely and helpful to put some emphasis on the great value of relationships and how they really are our teachers. And that in some sense, Zen is the secret practice of love. It really is. That's been my experience, finally. I could say that out loud. (laughs) We don't talk too much about love and relationships in, in, in Zen. That's not the direction or the emphasis. It's upon usually awakening, enlightenment, get up, wake up, <laughs> come out of your dreams. Good, wonderful. That's very crucial. It's very important. Be present. We have to be present to be really there in a relationship. All of that's wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Preparation it is for meeting, for being, for living, for this incredible life, which is filled with relationships. And right now, so much of the discord and disarray comes because I think we're all mixed up about our relationships, who the other is, who we are, what we are dedicating our relationships to and our life to, very big questions, koans, that we don't even pay attention to most of the time. Actually, I'm going to be offering a series of online Zoom workshops about this because I just feel that that the practice of love, as it's coming from Zen and also from the other traditions, is the heart of the matter. It is to me the very heart of the matter because when we understand what that what love truly is from a spiritual perspective from a zen perspective not from the way we usually view it or grab for it or reject it or whatever we do endless endless 
But when we really even get a glimpse, all we want is a glimpse. A glimpse. I love that word. It's a beautiful word. It's as if the clouds are, are in front of our window and suddenly they part even a little bit. Oh, we get a glimpse of the sun behind the clouds. Or we get a glimpse of a beautiful sky. And then the clouds might gather again, might be stormy weather. But once we have that glimpse, everything changes. And I would say once we have that glimpse of love, the incredible taste of love, and what it really is, everything changes. The way we see another person changes. The way we interact with them forever changes. Of course, as we keep practicing, there are more glimpses, and we integrate the glimpses. So, actually, I think it's really useful and helpful to see how this relates to our Zen practice. Many years ago, I wrote a book, actually, called Zen and the Art of Falling in Love, which was translated into many languages. And it really, it really discussed Zen practice. And I didn't mean falling in love necessarily with a person. In that book, what it was referring to was falling in love with life itself. Wow. With our life, with being alive, with a feeling of such gratitude and, and, and happiness to be here, to be alive, appreciation, delight. You know, very, very, very often we hear over and over again about suffering, suffering, suffering. Life is just suffering, particularly from a Buddhist point of view. People will say that, although that's not, in my view, the true Zen way at all. But people say that over and over. Oh, it's suffering, suffering. Even if you're happy, it's going to end up in suffering, (laughs) Because the happiness won't last. That's something that we hear over and over again. If you have great pleasure, it's actually just pain because the pleasure will disappear. And then you're going to want more of it. And you're going to miss it. Or you'll miss a person. Or you'll miss what you had. So due to the fact that things are in transience and change all the time, life is nothing but suffering. That is a very, unfortunately, a very common I would say misunderstanding. This is just from my point of view. As I said, I'm not representing anyone, (laughs) which is great because it gives me a lot of freedom just to share my personal, my experience experience or my, and um, for, for, for whatever it's worth. For some, it resonates and it's helpful and it's enlivening. And I'm for that, I'm extremely grateful. So I just want to make it clear. But I want to say it's now this this feeling that life and relationships in particular are only suffering is a dangerous feeling from my point of view because it takes the thrill and the excitement and the meaning of life away. It's a dream. Disconnect from it. Just see it disconnected from you, dissociated out there somewhere. You're witnessing it like that. That's a shame. It's a shame. I prefer another quote from Osho who said, 
You never ask the meaning of life when you're in love. <laughs> it's a beautiful quote. You never ask the meaning of life when you're in love because love is that. Because you just feel it. You don't have to ask it. Everything, when you have that feeling of love, things become clear too. They become you become so present, you're not hiding from yourself and from others and from your experience. You're feeling so good. You're feeling a great deal of beauty. And you're, the secret, of course, is that you're feeling love. Your life is bathed in love for, for the other one you're in love with and hopefully for everything as you grow. And that is not suffering when you can experience and feel that love and share it, because just by feeling it, it goes out there into the world. Even through what look like dark moments, moments of suffering, when that love is shining, that appreciate, you even appreciate that experience that might seem dark at the time. You know, so I, somebody will say, I lost this person who I loved. That, I'm not saying it's not very painful. Of course, of course it is. Of course. And, but even within the, but even within that painful feeling, you've had the opportunity to love that person, to know that person, to grow with that person or, or with people or with that, whatever the experience is. And when you say, I love life, it's meaning I, I accept all of my experiences as precious, as precious. You know, I would like to maybe start this, this little chapter by saying, <clears throat> telling a little story about, in this scripture, there is a story which says when a couple are getting married, they seem to be anyway at the peak of their love. They can't get any higher. It can't get any better than this. This is it. This moment is the peak. Everybody's here. We love each other. We're in love. Everyone's come to bless us, to celebrate with us. <clears throat> this is the peak. And, and the teaching says, no, no, no. That's not the peak. It's only the beginning, the very beginning. Because you're the person who has been brought to you for you to marry, your partner, that person is your teacher in what it means to love. Wow. That's quite an amazing statement. Your husband, your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whoever it is, your child, your friend, doesn't matter how you call the relationship, but whoever is brought to you, the waiter who's serving you your food, the doorman, everyone, everyone actually is your teacher in what it means to love. They're all your Zen teacher in what it means to give, to be present. They're teaching you. They're showing you. And when they upset you, <laughs> or when, unfortunately, maybe something goes wrong, they leave, or they're not there, which is more than upset, can be very painful. Yes, yes, yes. But even when that happens, it's a great teaching, teaching in what it means to love. It's like a Zen koan. You know, we sit with koans and they're inscrutable. Koans are questions that don't have a logical answer. We don't really know what in the world they mean. And we struggle with them sometimes for years trying to 
get an answer, and then suddenly they let us know. It's not we. We're not going to answer the koan. The koan will answer our life. The koan will inform us. The question will will work, will cook us, will grow us up. It's not the other way around. And so this is something that has to be revealed. It may not make logical sense. But when we actually jump in and experience it thoroughly without fighting it and resisting it, oh, the illumination comes and the love even deepens. That's been my experience with Zen practice, which to me is endlessly, endlessly rich, valuable, new new discoveries every day practically. Not only during the Zazen time, but during different interactions that go on, because all of that is also Zazen time, especially then. How are you being with this person? How are you viewing this person? What are you giving? What are you demanding from this person? Wow. Gigantic, gigantic koans. Rather than just respond automatically in a knee-jerk way. When, when your relationships become your practice, it, it turns everything around. You're aware. You stop. Just the way we stop and sit down on the cushion when it comes time for sitting, we stop. And it's also in a relationship. It's not that we don't keep talking or interacting, but we... we the racing mind, the mind that messes things up, the mind that fights, the mind that hates, the mind that opposes, the mind that sabotages ourselves and our relationship begins to stop, stop, stop. Let's, let's really be with this and see what's happening here. You know, when I first came to the Zendo many, many, many years ago, we took off our shoes very carefully and there was a shoe rack when you came in and you put it on the shoe rack. And some people would just throw it in any old way. And the head monk at that time, he was downstairs while we were coming in. He would say, he would throw it on the shoes on the floor to that person and say, no, 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 carefully, take them off carefully, put them on the shelf mindfully, carefully, respectfully. These shoes have been taking care of you. Take care of these shoes. The way you treat your shoes is the way you treat everything in life, including your relationships. Do you just mindfully, the lack of mindfulness, take them off, throw them here, throw them there? How are you treating your relationships? How are you treating this person? How are you treating yourself? So this is part of our exploration of Zen and relationships. And I've left you a few koans for today. <laughs> We're having actually a Zoom workshop on January 23rd. So if you'd like to join us, let me know. My, my email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. And you can write to me and I will give you more information about it. There's also a web page for that called simplelawsoflove.com. Anyway, I want to really thank you for listening to this podcast and for your beautiful emails and comments and questions and, and discussions. And 
the website for, for, the, for the podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And I thank you again. And I also say, take any one of those points and just begin to notice, notice how you are in your relationships. Not how the other is. We're always worrying how what they're doing. No, 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 no. How about just take it back a minute? How are you? How are you relating? What do you want from this person? We're going to explore this more and more. And I thank you again so much for listening. And have a really, really beautiful day. I, I, I wish you all the very best. Bye-bye.